Another week, another round of Because We Love Motorsport with Shane and Sean McCabe. How are you going? Very good, thank you, Shane. Another great weekend of sport, as you just mentioned. Can't wait to get in it because we love motorsport. And I uh, probably should mention, I'm actually not a McCabe. I should probably uh, fix up that intro a little bit. <laughs> Shane and Sean McCabe. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it might be a bit confusing for some people. I am Shane Laurie. That is Sean McCabe. Um, yeah, look, fantastic weekend of racing uh, across Australia. Um, <clears throat> supercars, F1, drag racing finals in Western Australia, which is going to take up the majority of this show. <laughs> it certainly will. Um, but to start off with, Nitro Rallycross. Yeah, interesting. Travis Pastrana has built this monster of a, a category with uh, using e-cars and uh, just announced about an hour before we recorded this, former F1 champion Jensen Button is jumping in the driver's seat for Excite Racing. Well, that's going to be something special. Uh, can't think of what Jensen hasn't done in motorsport, but uh, wow, you think of the wealth, yeah, the wealth of experience he's going to bring to, uh, to that and also the publicity. Obviously, he's currently uh, commentating with the Formula Ones, but uh, this is going to be a real groundbreaker and it's uh, a sign to come of what's going on with uh, electric-powered vehicles. Absolutely. You've got you know, like Molly Taylor competing, competing in the Extreme E Rally Series, Um yeah, and obviously there's Formula One uh, heavily involved with that. With uh, Formula E. Yeah, well, you've got well, you've got Lewis Hamilton owns a team in Extreme E. Uh, you've also got um, Nico Rosberg owns a team. So uh, and there's some former F1 drivers in there as well. So and then of course yeah, there's Formula E as well. But um, on the rally side of things, to have electric cars is amazing. And um, yeah, Jensen's going to bring a whole new legion of fans across. He certainly will to uh, oh, yeah. check out, check that out. So, well done on them signing him. Um, we'll move into some speedway stuff. Um, so, Carter Metcalf is the new national champion in junior sedans. Uh, he defeated Kane Dalla from Western Australia, Aiden Rigby from Queensland, Jaden Hancock also of Queensland, and Bo Oldfield of Western Australia. Uh, that was over in Mildura. Uh, across a, the race was 25 laps, so well done to Carter. Um, Midwestern Speedway in Darlington had their season opener. Um, the uh, wingless sprint, uh, Stony Point 500, was won by Thomas McDonald, and the standard saloon gold helmet went to Daniel Stewart. Uh, closer to home, uh, no no speedway, um, but the West Coast Outlaw Carts were running. Now, the only bit of news we have from the West Coast Outlaw Carts yeah. is that Brady Monty set a new intermediate track record with a blistering lap of a 9.734 second. Oh, man, that's quick. Now, I'd love to tell you more about West Coast Outlaw Carts because they're pretty cool. They're little go-karts yep. that look like sprint cars. And don't they just? And yeah. run on a dirt track, but mm. there's nothing on their website. Yeah. Or their Facebook about results. Yeah, we'd like to hear a little bit more about that. Mm. Yeah. So, um, and Brooke Newson, who competes in the yeah. in the um, big sprint cars, she's yes. uh, races in there as well. So, oh, terrific! Plus, um, also having the WA Sporting Car Club, Brooke. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So, um, not much else that we've uh, we've had around. There's been a few um, circuit races over recent that, but again, you know, a bit hard to to tell people about what you're up to if you don't send us anything uh, or publish it at least. You know, we're happy to go looking, but 
publish it at least. Yeah, we're happy to let you to uh, read somebody else's literature by all means. Absolutely. Plagiarise it. Yep, no worries. Bring Speaking it on. of which, I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, we could say Boost Mobile Racing powered by Erebus. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the whole introduction. But look, Will Brown and Brody Kostecki um, have actually um, yeah, had a bit of an average weekend but managed to finish off um, the, the weekend at the Australian Grand Prix quite well uh, it was Will, Bra- Will Brown's 50th Super K race uh, he made up four spots by the first corner um, and moving up beside Brody who started from P9 um, and after a five second penalty at the end was handed to Cameron Waters um, Brody actually finished fifth and Will finished uh, just behind in eighth so that was pretty cool Um Although Shane Van Gisbergen, I think, had the biggest comeback. He came 20 places up in the first la- uh, first race of the weekend. Um, he ended up taking out both of the Saturday races. Um, and Chaz Mostert won the final race. After a bit of a late scare, he thought um, that Van Gisbergen was doing a late move up the inside on turn 10. But uh, he'd actually just locked his brakes and was just a passenger. So... Um, but he did get the Larry um, Shane did get the Larry Perkins Trophy handed to him uh, by the man himself, and uh, Van Gisbergen actually commented afterwards that he was uh, very stoked uh, that he got to get that trophy handed to him by the legend himself. Oh, so he should be. I mean, Larry Perkins was an absolute legend of the sport, as you just mentioned. But, uh, gee, Shane has been so dominant. He was very dominant last year, and he's off to a great start. Obviously, his uh, qualifying wasn't very good one. Nope. Uh, going back to Thursday, uh, we're not sure what happened there in the pits. The team just couldn't get the car fired. And, of course, they really only got three laps of um you know, of, of qualifying in the in qualifying one because of the uh, the incidents that happened on track. So uh, he found himself at the back of the grid for race number one. Yeah. Um, also racing uh, at the Australian Grand Prix was S5000 uh, and yeah. TCR. Um, but we're going to focus on the S5000. They had 16 cars entered, which is fantastic to see. Um, Joey Mawson and Aaron Cameron in the first race were... Um, you know, giving it to each other. Um, Joey Mawson ended up running wide, uh, which allowed Cameron to catch up, but, um, yeah, didn't, didn't ultimately be able to get any moves to stick. Uh, the second race was delayed due to qualifying uh, in the F1 running late. Yes. Um, yep. But Shay Davies took the win. Um, however, just a little point to note, 75% of the field was actually inverted for that race. Oh, I got you. You're not just the top 10, for instance. So they took the top 75%. Yeah, very interesting. turned them around. Yep. Mawson started at the back. Yep. And I think he ended up about ninth or 10th. So, yeah, he didn't do too bad. Uh, But the third race, they went back to their original qualifying. So uh, Mawson, uh, Joey Mawson ended up leading from start to finish. Nathan Hearn came in second and Tim Macro third. And now... um, Mawson was actually out the front lapping and he was the only driver to do so uh, up until um, the final couple of laps in the one minute 40s. Right. That's so, quick. That's very, very quick. You know, um, you look at an F1 car um, and the speed around Albert Park 
Um, I think they set some new lap records on the weekend. Yeah, well, the, mod- the track was modified uh, since previous years. Some good modifications too that I thought uh, improved the racing. It took out a chicane and uh, improved some of the corners that benefited on late braking and diving up the inside. I thought it was a good idea. They made some very good changes to the track. Yeah, well, the original, um, I mean, they haven't updated the stats, but the um, the original circuit design uh, was a 1 minute 24, which is held by Michael Schumacher since 2004. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure that got rewritten, but, uh, you know, I could be wrong. Yeah, I thought they I were, could, yeah. I, I, I think some of them were qualifying in the, uh, about the 119s or thereabouts. Of course, uh, qualifying on a much lighter body weight of fuel. Um, also a good one was the uh, looking at the um, the Carrera Cup Series. See, yeah. Aaron Love, very oh, dominant. How, how, Wasn't that brilliant? That? West yeah. Australian. I think up until the last race, though, I think he ended up a bit sideways, which is a bit yeah, of a shame. indeed. But uh, just going to show you the Love family doing very, very well. And they mentioned that he was heading over to, I can't remember exactly where, but heading over to Europe uh, for this weekend to join his brother Jordan over yeah, there fantastic. racing. I think it was a 24-hour event, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah, looking forward to uh, to catching up on that and seeing the results of that. But, yeah, Aaron Love, very dominant in the Carrera Cup. Fantastic. And, uh, yeah, moving into Formula One, what a race. Yes, it was a race. was fantastic. Yep. The race was fantastic, you know, and this is, uh, yeah, third race of the season and, yeah, still still going well. Um, Oh, yeah, absolutely. And what about the uh, changing the guard with Ferrari? You know, have they really taken over from Mercedes and Red Bull? You know, Charles Leclerc stepping right up to the plate. You know, it didn't work out for uh, the best for his teammate, uh, Carlos Sainz. Um, him, Vettel and Verstappen uh, didn't complete the journey. They're both uh, non-finishers, yeah. so that was disappointing for them. But, yeah, what about Ferrari? Really being dominant this season and currently Charles Leclerc leads the Formula 1 table uh, leading into their next uh, Grand Prix. Yeah. And and fantastic story to see Checo Perez up on the podium yeah. as well. Yep. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely love that dude. You know, the, remember when he, uh, you know, when he go when they go to Mexico, is that loose? Yeah. And you know, like the the roar that comes yeah. up when he comes to that little stadium section, yep. isn't yeah, that just loose? Yeah. Um, and you know, yeah, just to to see some of his results over the years, and you know, now obviously Red Bull's back in a better position as well. Which is um, again good to see because you know we've they sort of languished a little bit. Yeah, um, that's in right. The last yeah. few years. Yep. Um, yep. But uh, yeah, and then obviously rounding out the podium, George Russell wasn't that magnificent. Absolutely yeah. brilliant to see him. Uh, you know, uh, run away from uh, Lewis Hamilton there in the end. Yeah, great for Mercedes. But George Russell just goes to show the talent he had when he was tucked away in his previous team of uh, of Williams, of course. Yeah. Now, there's a bit of controversy surrounding Lewis Never. Hamilton. No, I can't imagine that at all. <laughs> no. Um, he he had a late radio message saying uh, that you've put me in a difficult position. Now, myself yep. and probably everyone, everyone else that um, uh, loves Formula One, loves, well, doesn't think. The sun shines out of his butt. Oh, yes. Okay, um, that one, yes. <laughs> believe that it was to do with um, maybe he'd been told, you know, leave leave George alone. Yeah, don't overtake. Yeah, yeah. don't overtake or, yeah. you know, like which, you know, 
Yeah. A lot of Hamilton teammates have been told in the past. Yeah, you know, so I was going to say. Even when they've been significantly faster than yep. him, yep. not to overtake him. Yeah. Um, and even I think George got told that in one of the races was yep. not, to, yep. not to, I think. I, I could be wrong. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, so the radio message went, you guys put me in a really difficult position. Um and, you know, we sort of went, oh, is that because Russell's ahead of him and he's not yeah. allowed to charge yeah. or, well, yeah. you know, but um, he he has come out and said that um, he, because he was not happy with the positioning of the car. Yeah. Um, being and, third, not fourth. Being fourth, not third. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and basically it was because he had to back off and run in clean air. Yeah, gotcha. Um, yep. Because um, his engine was overheating, so that's what he said is the is the official. Well, it's normally his tires that aren't performing on a Sunday. It's always it, the tires, know? or there's always something. Exactly, or, you know. Yeah, I'm um, surprised. I wonder if he was shouting back to his team, "Look, uh, it's in my contract. I do get to overtake him whenever I want." Yeah, well, that that you know was obviously in Sebastian Vettel's uh, contract for a while. Um, <laughs> although I think that the radio, if we talk about radio calls, the radio call of the weekend has to go to Sergio Perez. Yeah, um, he got on the radio late in the race and um, just checked in with his engineer that he was still awake. Oh, that was funny. I heard that. Yeah, that was very, very funny. You know, obviously he was running, um, you know, 20 seconds behind uh, Leclerc and um, I think, you know, another five or five or six seconds ahead of George Russell's. Yes. It was a bit of a no man's land. Yeah. You know, and the the engineers, I think, you know, obviously it's probably a good spot for them because they don't need to really do too much. And I'm sure that's sort of what Sergio was having a bit of a dig at was, you know, haven't heard from you for a while. Usually you're in my ear. Yeah. (laughs) Have you fallen asleep? Have you? Yeah, exactly. I think they they said, look, uh, Sergio's in the zone. If he could only go fast, that'd be great. But as long as he doesn't go any slower. Um, But, yeah, he was in clear air, as you say. But, you know, it's funny how... uh, uh, you know, you sort of think, oh, gee, it was a bit of a boring race. Well, you're driving it now. Well, I don't think it was a boring race. Kilometers. No, but some drivers will get out yeah. after driving a race and say, gee, it was boring, but you're, you're driving a vehicle at 300 and something kilometres an hour. That ain't boring. Yeah. You know, the rest of us would just be, oh, screaming for some sort of opportunity like that. Um, Speaking of 300 kilometres an hour plus. Yes. Over the weekend in Western Australia, for the first time in six years, the top fuelers returned to the Perth Motorplex, and my God, my insides are still shaken. Oh, look, you're darn right there, uh, Shane. I mean, I'm fact. Oh, in actual fact, I'm still deaf in one ear. Sorry, what was that? I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. It was absolutely amazing. Amazing it was the electrical group training and a grand finals. It was the AA Drag Racing Championship grand finals, the ADRC grand final, which is the Australian uh, which is the Australian Drag Racing Championship. Not to mention, it was the Burson Auto Parts Top Fuel Australia Round Three, and it was something special. Fortunately, you were there, Shane. You, uh, as you say, you 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 were there for the. Last first time basically in six years since we've seen the top fuel championship. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's an amazing. Uh, just um, it was an amazing weekend. Uh, obviously, we had a couple of challenges on Friday with a bit of precipitation, but on yeah. Sunday. And by the way, people. Yep. 
race tracks and event organisers do not control the weather. No, indeed not. No, right. and that and that's something just that's chill out. Exactly, and that's something <laughs> you've really got to understand with uh, with drag racing compared to circuit racing. You cannot have any no. moisture on the track whatsoever because they what they put down is kind of like a glue. Um, some call it traction. Uh, you know, uh, track bite, for instance, is one of its uh, custom names. Sneaker thief. <laughs> Sneaker thief. Exactly. Shane and he goes ass over tit when he tries to walk on the surface. There's many names for it. I know. And some people go out there with thongs on and that's it. The plug comes out and they're stuck for the rest of the day. But, yeah, look, uh, they basically spray down this this sort of kind of a glue and if any water or any fluid gets on that, it goes the complete opposite from being uh, traction to being slipperier than, uh, than oil. It is just very, very slippery when it gets wet. So we cannot take the risk. If there's dirt or water on the track, we just cannot carry on racing. Yeah. Uh, the team are very good at drying it up, and we saw the efforts they did to dry it up on the Friday. Magnificent yeah. The rain just kept coming in waves. So. It's, it unfortunately just got harder and harder, and we had to abandon it. But the great thing was uh, the top fuel didn't miss out. They still did their passes. Yep. They did an extra pass at 2 p.m. on Saturday. It was a make-up pass. Yeah, indeed, indeed. It was, it was to make up for the, the, the Friday. That's right, yes. They had the chance to dial in their settings and yep. everything like that. But, I mean... The, the excitement and the show that the top fuel has brought with them, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, introducing the drivers up on the big screen and then pushing their cars forward and, yep. you know, really all that something. sort of stuff, you know, it, it certainly shows that, uh, you know, circuit racing is, is still lacking in that. Yeah, that's well, yeah, that's right. It's it's something that uh, they don't really try to do. Sure, they'll do it when the uh, supercars come to town, uh, but that's really it. You know, you just don't find that sort of thing up at Wanneroo Raceway or the Sporting Car well, it's Club. It's any it's any raceway. It's not just Wanneroo. It's yeah. it's any raceway circuit. Like even supercars doesn't do it. No, indeed not. Like, no, there's a bit more of a show, like you know, because <laughs> they got they got fireworks and stuff. But other than that, like there's no real extra show. You know, there's no. nothing put into it. Um, you know, whereas, yeah, like the, that whole intro sequence and, you know, on the Saturday just before they went racing, you know, they lined up all six of those top fuelers, um, you know, did the driver interviews and and all that sort of stuff out, out there. Um, and then, you know, obviously Anthem and everything else, then off, off they went. So. Oh, yeah, the way it was produced and directed was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Put on a great show, and uh, yeah, well, you can't speak high enough. And of course, they had uh, Adrian Hodgson come across in the Eastern States, and the racing was called by Chris Mitchell and Josh Starling, and they did a sensational job. Yep. Brought the atmosphere to the racing, um, you know, the, the the production, and from the entire Perth Motorplex was just first class. Just you know, you can't speak highly enough of it. So well organised, it was just just a quality event, and it, it was deserving of a uh, you know of a top fuel Australia championship uh, brought to us by Burson Auto Parts. The WA Motorplex put it together beautifully. Now, also running with top fuel motorcycles. What were the results in there? Well, top fuel, we had Darren Harris in first place uh, with a 380 point, with well, a 383 basically, so it's a 3.83 second, a 3.80 second pass at 519 kilometres an hour. Darren Harris all the way from WA, our local boy. And in second place was Peter Jabiris with a 380, uh, with okay, a 383. So you've gone to the, sorry, you've gone to the uh, top fuelers, not the motorcycles. Oh, the top fuel motorcycle, absolutely. Oh, We're going to talk about top fuelers later. Oh, yeah, indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's a, 
Okay, yeah, indeed. We had top fuel motorcycle. really have rattled your brain. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Yeah, we had top fuel motorcycle. And, of course, we also had the uh, top door slammers, which is all part of the Australian Drag Racing Championship. And Stuart Moresby came in first there in the 1953 Studebaker Champion. And he defeated Mark Chapman in the 1959 uh, Chrysler Plymouth Fury. That was an awesome race, great event. And uh, that was the Summer Slam Series brought to an end. And taking home the championship for the SummerSlam series was Daniel Gregorini. Yeah. Uh, he didn't make the final, but he's had a magnificent year. He uh, had victory up there in Darwin. I think he came uh, third in Alice Springs, uh, did very, very well in the Golden, uh, Golden States and, of course, uh, backed it up again with a great weekend. Unfortunately, he didn't make the, fi- the final, but it was Moresby that defeated Chapman. And in Top Fuel Motorcycle, that was Chris Matheson from Queensland took the trophy away from us with uh, Wayne McGuinness coming in second place. And it's interesting that Greg Jurak, a local boy from uh, Perth, he was the Australian national champion for Top Fuel Motorcycle for the season. Uh, in actual fact, at the Motorplex, we had uh, 21 track records and eight Australian champion records to basically reset eight rec- eight. Uh, Eight um, records, eight track records. Amazing effort. Fantastic. It certainly was. Yep. Junior dragsters. Oh, well, the junior dragsters, that's another huge category. And uh, that was the uh, nephew of John Zapier, Brody Zapier, who uh, not only won that for the WA Drag Racing Championship, but he also becomes the national championship. Yeah, and, fantastic. Uh, unfortunately, it's the uh, the last time we'll see Zara Board as a junior. She'll be stepping up in a seniors next year, and that's going to be very interesting. Uh, the Super Street where Steph Galotto, she took out the uh, the championship. A national championship, Simon Garbutt, uh, there in modified bike on board the Suzuki Hayabusa. Super Sedan was Peter Zokos all the way from South Australia. He's also the national champion. Daryl Treasure, the local boy from uh, Perth, he uh, took out modified. Lorenzo Galotto took out Outlaw Radial. And another South Australian coming from the east there, he took out the top sportsman national championship. That was Vlado Zurich. And uh, going up to Supercharged, where Peter Appleby. But it was Tim Stewart from the Eastern States who took out the Supercharger Outlaw National Championships. And congratulations to him too. Uh, locally in competition bike was Ross Smith came first. But Phil Payton, another West Australian, took out the competition bike National Championship. So there was just tons and tons of the uh, National Championships being taken away by the Eastern States and the, and the West Australians. And moving on to Superstock was uh, Jamie Chasty, uh, who took out the WA Drag Racing Association Championship and Steve Norman from South Australia took out the National Championship. The uh, There's another uh, little win that uh, I think hasn't made any of the record books or anything, but uh, Madison Brown... Uh, defeated her father. Oh, she did too. Yeah. That was something special. Yes, indeed, yeah. It was, uh, that was a good race, side by side, the two Boston Stranglers. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Maddie went on to defeat Dad. Very interesting story. Yes, yes. It was, yeah. uh, I, I, think we, I spoke to her in a podcast episode not long ago, and I, I think I asked her, you know, she had plans and aspirations to beat Dad, and I think it's the time she said, oh, not yet. Oh, but, well. But, I, um, I yeah, can, it's happened. I can imagine the competitive spirit <laughs> would have always been underlying in there somewhere. And Madison Brown, having stepped up from junior dragsters into the seniors this season, and uh, what a magnificent uh, year she's had. But, yeah, to actually defeat Dad uh, in, the, uh, in the eliminations was uh, one of the big uh, thrills for her, no doubt. Now, as we head into the final seven minutes, 
3.8 seconds. Indeed, yes. That's 3.8 seconds yep. is a very quick time for anything. But 3.8 seconds was also... Now, is that a track record or is that a national record? Oh, that actually was a track record for us. Yes. Yeah, 3.80. Uh, so it was a 3.803 at 100... Sorry, at 519 kilometres an hour for Damien Harris of WA. 519 kilometres an hour across 1,000 feet, which is from a standing start, which is 304.8 feet... Um, yeah, 304.8 metres. So that's a 1,000 feet. That was absolutely magnificent to see. And to actually just see it uh, go past you, I was standing around about half track for that particular past, and it was lightning. Um, it was just something very special. Uh, we had we actually had three contestants that uh, got into the uh, three-second barrier. Damien Harris did it a few times. Peter Javiris also uh, did it a few times. Wayne Newby delivered an, an eight Sorry, a 3.18 with an 8 on the end at 509 kilometres an hour. That was his best time. Shane Olive, his best time was a 4.25. Phil Reed a 4.023. And Phil Amatina, who's actually currently leading the Burson Australian Auto, the Burson Auto Parts Top Fuel Australia Championship, he came in sixth place, unfortunately. He didn't have a great weekend, and his best pass was a 4 flat at 481 kilometres an hour. But, uh, yeah... When you're talking 519 kilometres an hour, that just, is just amazing to see. We're looking, watching it side by side. Just to put that in perspective, a Formula One car, the highest top speed overall is 378 k's. Oh, okay, yeah, it's interesting, yep. 372 and a half in a, you know, yep. just 372 and a half in a thing. But you think about, yeah, most people will probably be very familiar with, uh, you know, with that, um, as for V8 supercars, they they run at about 300 k's on Is their it? top speed. Yeah, gotcha. Yep. So yep. add another 200 k's onto that, and you got yourself a top fueler. And the thing is, you're talking about launching from a stationary start, you know, when a Formula One will reach that speed at a certain time, but we're talking about over 304 metres from a standing start. Yeah. You're doing 519 kilometres per hour. That's you nuts. Know, it's, it's absolutely, it's, it just bewilders you how an object can actually do that. And so we're talking 11,000 horsepower, but only out of a, 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 what, a, a V8 basically, a, roughly a 10-litre V8 engine, that's all. Sure, it's consuming uh, nitromethanol at around about 5 litres per second at $11,000, sorry, at um, $11 a litre. Um, so she's uh, basically drinking $55 per second as she's going wow. down there delivering um, uh, 519 kilometres per hour. Just an amazing sight to see. And uh, I was also... And feel. And, and feel. Well, that's the thing, yeah. I, I took advantage of watching the cars side on for three passes. Yep. And the final two passes or the final two uh, pairings of passes I went to... Uh, behind the start line and then one side onto the cars when they launched yeah. and it's just there it just blows you away you know you you it's it's hard to to not collapse and be shaken and deafened uh, despite wearing earplugs and earmuffs I was just uh, blown away by it and I copped a lot of flack for wearing goggles but you know what my eyes didn't sting afterwards. <laughs> no, indeed not. No, no. And that's the thing with nitromethane is it? Um, it's when that's being uh, 
burnt effectively. It's like being in a room with uh, somebody who's carving up a thousand onions all at once. Oh, it's, it's just, horrible. oh, yeah, yeah. But it's so water. nice at the same time. It is, isn't it? And it's great when you, you get home and the next morning you smell your, your t shirt and you can still smell <laughs> the nitromethane on it. Yeah, just brilliant. I really love it. Can't speak highly enough. But the entire event was so well organized, you know, uh, because the, we had a tuning day on the Wednesday prior, which we had all a lot of some some of the top door slammers coming out. We saw uh, Daniel Gregorini, who eventually won top door slammer, saw his wife going through some. Uh, licensing passes yep. and also Mark Chapman came out with a big Plymouth Fury and uh, put down a six second pass this was on former tech performance will pass Wednesday and of course then we uh, turn up there on uh, Friday and it was just unbelievable I think there was 176 competitors we had uh, competitors from South Australia Victoria New South Wales Queensland and the Northern Territory Fantastic. Uh, absolutely brilliant. You know, uh, as I said, there was 21 track records and uh, eight national uh, records that have now been reset. Uh, and, a, so. and a final thing from me, I think I need to actually say thank you very much to Matt at the Perth Motorplex um, for assisting us with a last-minute change with our accreditation up there. Um, I've been very vocal in the past about how slow things move at some venues, um, Perth Motorplex especially included. Um, and, yeah, so being able to actually ring on the morning of uh, a massive event like that and say, hey, I need to swap out one of my guys um, for coverage and for him to get it all sorted and have no arguments at the gate was fantastic. So that is lovely to hear. Well done. Yeah, that Thank is lovely to hear. Yeah, that, that's really, really good. And of course, uh, the majority of that uh, praise should be uh, lauded upon uh, Ray Treasure, who's an awesome organisation. But yeah, it was great to have you along there, Shane. Right. And that uh, ends another week of a roundup of motorsport. Um, look, if you've got motorsport news, send it to us. Um, point us in the direction of where you're hiding it away. Um, local motorsport needs as much love as it can get. You know, it's all well and good us talking about, you know, the top end of the town, Formula One and supercars, but everyone does that. And, you know, we want to give you some, some of the back end, bottom end news that, you know, will help grow motorsport. Certainly do. And the reason we do that is because we love motorsport. Absolutely. <laughs>